Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And then, like, an earthquake, the classic, like, cartoon crack, like, rips the ground asunder, but it's, like, in his, like, root garden, so he's got all these <laughs> potatoes just, like, falling down into this chasm, like, I'm falling straight ruined. out of the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> boys here and now in the present with you but also not technically not now we're here yesterday uh i'm your host ethan paul we're here to talk to you guys about fable lore this is this week's episode of the number is or s number one fake history podcast brought to you by lion's head studios and uh with, <laughs> me, of, with me of course is Peter O'Donoghue. No, sorry, sorry. And, uh, you had a little Peter, a little Peter. steve moment there for a second i had a little steve brule moment uh, yeah. could, could flound me. Uh, I got to, I got to play. I got an Xbox at home. I play Frable. <laughs> uh, and of course, joining joining us, the the third member of the the Lore Boys triumvirate. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Jamie. I'm happy to be here. And, uh, I gotta go now. Oh. No, I gotta go. Okay, it was nice to see you guys, but I can't do the episode, so I gotta go. Oh, okay, okay Jamie. I guess. Uh, okay, Jamie, whatever you want. Oh wow! He uh, he came. He came as quickly as he as he went. You know what I mean? I uh, hate to see him leave, but I love to watch him go. That's what I've always said about Jamie. So, um, yeah, it's a it's a gonna end up being an Ethan and Peter episode today. Um, so if you're a fan of Jamie and Jamie alone, then uh, buckle up because you, you can yeah. get only a little bit of him. And that's the, the we uh, we got other episodes that he's probably on. I don't, I don't listen to it anymore. Uh, yeah, because I usually write down the jokes so. I, yeah. I assume Jamie's on some of the older episodes. I can't really tell you. Yeah, I have like a mental block for when Jamie speaks too, or when I hear his voice on a podcast. So I, I wouldn't be yeah. able to tell you either. Uh, One thing I yeah. can tell you is that I didn't have the time to write the Christmas episode before Christmas. So we Christmas. will. I'm sorry. We'll get to that as soon as we can. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're adults. We're busy. Get off my back, mom. Yeah, you had a baby. You needed some cover here and there. And then, of course, yeah. I had to. I think I think if it comes out around the holidays, it's fine. So yeah, enjoy that when it comes out. Um, no, there's like this, Orthodox, there's like Orthodox New Year on July, January sixth or something July. like that. I can't really remember. We can New use Year's something. In July. I, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, Orthodox Christmas in July. It's just like, oh boy, you can get a hard boiled egg. Yeah, like <laughs> with, with the taxes paid by the retailer, yeah. or you can get some aja ajaruli kachapuri. Mm? Yeah. Oh yes. If you want to know what the fuck I'm talking about with that, then you, you have to become a patron. Uh, that's yeah. going to be discussed in tomorrow's uh, bonus content. So for our patrons, uh, patrons of the show, uh, patreon.com slash the lore boys, uh, we offer bonus audio. We got like, a, I don't know, a million hours or something now. Jamie's usually the one to have that stat. Um, but no, I, I think seriously we have like four, probably 21 episodes? hours of it. I think there's like yeah. 40 episodes or usually I, like 30, 35 minutes. Yeah. So I think we're getting close to, we're probably over 20 hours. Uh, of extra content, some of which is us discussing Georgian egg bread. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
You'll also get access to scripts. We we like to say you get priority in in requests. So this week's episode, the first first user to request it was Dumbledix ninety six. Uh, the first patron to request it was Bobbledob. So sorry, Dumbledix, but uh, Bobbledob is gonna get the uh, the W on you here. <laughs> get the, the <laughs> requesting it only because only because they're a patron, of course. Um, yeah. I mean, also David Last Name Withheld, Commodore Turtle, Chaz Michael Michaels, Warboy Lily, GI Jerk, Forshe. There's like ten others, uh, including you know, a special mention for hype man, Handolo, uh, who've requested fable lore at this point. So Hulk Hulk. yeah, uh, it, it might be one of our most requested, like single series episodes, maybe. Um, and I hope I do it justice. We're going to do a bit of like prehistory to the games, I guess, which is, uh, is covered in some of the games, but a lot of it is going to come from, from something else, which I'll, I'll get to in a little bit. Uh, Pete, I know Jamie, uh, unfortunately he did have to go as, as we saw by watching his butt leave the room. Um, I know he's played some fable. I think the first one primarily, I've only ever played the first one in the lost chapters, the DLC for the first one or the expansion back when they were called expansion packs, not DLC, the expansion pack yeah. for the first one, um, on the, uh, original Xbox, I want to say, um, could have been Xbox 360 though. I, I, I can't remember such things. Uh, what's your experience with the fable series? Uh, I was a Fable cuck when I was a kid. I have watched probably every single one of my male friends who had an Xbox play Fable 1. I never had an Xbox growing up, so I have never played Fable 1. Uh, But I have watched it. I have seen the beginning a thousand times where you're (laughs) like the kid and your village is massacred. And I remember it was like the first time I saw someone puke in a video game, but of course he's like 2D face and he just like throws up on the ground. (laughs) And then I've seen like like whatever gone home in the following saturday like go back over to kyle's place and all of a sudden he is either an angel or a devil and i'm like yeah. cool i have no idea what the fuck happened in the middle there okay that's uh there would i played fable two and three because i had a 360 so i did play oh, fable okay, two cool. and three i liked two a lot three was fine if i recall okay so we, we've got between us we're, we're covering all the bases uh okay. there's going to be plenty of opportunities for listeners at home to be like oh uh that's like a reference or you guys can shout at your shout at your uh listening device whenever you you catch a clue to something that's going to be coming up but um i haven't played two or three like i said so between us we've got everything covered i had seen people play two say my cousin had fable two i think fable two or fable three i can't remember which but yeah one of them and i'd watch him play again just like the intro sequence or he i watch him play and then i would like play through the intro sequence at his place but then like obviously my save slot because save slots used to be a thing uh my yeah. save slot was never like maintained right so like they were always like over overwriting the third save slot for my new game plus or whatever um yeah so never played two or three but have played one so the games if we jump into the i guess we could I guess we talk about the lore a little bit, huh? Quick anecdote. I do know a girl who used to work at Lionhead Studios who I, I don't work with on the show I'm on now, but worked with briefly on the show before this. She's a technical oh, yeah. animator, so like cloth and hair and stuff. She okay. worked at Lionhead long enough to get laid off when they shut down. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, we, 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 there was like some stuff going on at work, and she's like, oh, I remember the last time I was laid off. I was like, what? She's like, I used to work at Lionhead. Yeah. But <laughs> like, holy fuck, really? It's just like, yeah, rumors, and then everybody loses their job two days later. I was like, Jesus Christ. Cool. And now she's working on movies, so. Cool and chill, and about to get laid off. Yeah. Hmm? On her way to her next layoff, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so the game takes place, uh, or the games take place in a fictional country called Albion. Um, right. There's like one or two locations which we're not going to get into outside of albion which are ever even like referenced really um 
which are like, oh, this is like a uh, a colony essentially, because uh, Albion, Peter, do you know what Albion is in uh, in the real world? It's probably England. It's it's Great Britain, yeah. Is is yeah. is Albion, which I think is England and Wales and maybe Scotland. Um, so Albion is is like a catch-all term for uh, Great Britain. Obviously, the game's creator, Peter Molyneux, uh, is British. Um, Notoriously you know, British, yeah. Yeah, Lion, Lionhead uh, is is in the UK, was a British studio as well. So uh, a lot of the art and villages and, you know, like uh, Bowerstone Keep and all that stuff, like it's all very like British setting and, and British inspired, I think, in a lot of ways. Um, so, oh, too bad. Hang on a second. I'm looking up the etymology for Albion. It is a catch-all. It is like an alternative name for Great Britain, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But Canada almost got New Albion or Albionoria, which is Albion of the North. I would have way preferred that. That's uh, awesome. Albionoria is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It is pretty cool. I but I'd be a elf. You'd be a elf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a lot of our lore today is going to come out of, and when I say a lot of, I mean like 90% of the lore today. Uh, comes out of a canon story or some canon stories. They're like canon journal entries, which were once uploaded to uh, Lionhead Studios' website. Uh, the series was called Tales of Albion. The site that site was removed in 2010. I couldn't find like legit archives of it. I could just find the copy uploaded to the fandom wiki. So you okay. know, and they're just like. Like that's like the last source at this point. Those those aren't like reference sheets or whatever. So I'm you know operating on some faith that this is uh, accurate, but um, it seems it seems pretty legit. So yeah, we weren't on the forums in 2009 to prep for this episode, and I'm sorry if we get something wrong. Yeah, I was on I was maybe on the forums in 2009 because I, I like to spend time on on gaming forums and particularly ones with like rich story. But I don't think I was ever on the the fable. Um, the Fable forums. I was I was a right. big fan of the uh, Pendragon um, unofficial fan forums. That was that's where I cut my teeth with forums as a kid. Um, so our lore is going to start not in Albion. Instead, we're gonna we're gonna start with a, a fantasy classic. Pete, do you want to guess where we're gonna start? Duh, void. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say uh, a magical island that nobody's ever been to that people just materialize from. But okay, the void would have been, you know, somewhere on that list. Yeah, yeah all right. exactly. take a drink so, somewhere in the top five. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the void. I I love that the uh, that the wiki uh, slash tales of Albion clarified that the void was outside of Albion and likely didn't exist in the world at all. Like yeah, it's probably another dimension. Like I, I don't know. I think that's what the writers had intended you to get from the. They name just couldn't the think, void. Of, think of like an old timey name for France or like yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, and they they came from the void. You mean down past uh, down past Daggersford? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Daggersford Shire on the Mims, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been there. Uh, so so very 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 little is known about the void. Uh, w- I don't know. I, I can find any instances in my in my research on the prehistory of, of like actually going there uh, in the games, but I'm pretty sure you do once or twice, um, at least in cutscenes. Um, but like, it's it's not like a playable zone in the game or anything like that. The only thing that we know for sure about the void is that the court with a capital C uh, originally lived there. So the court is simply a trio of powerful beings which came from the void at an unknown time uh, in the past to enslave the men of Albion. 
So at this point, there's somebody yelling at their uh, podcast device who's played Fable 1, who knows who came from the Void. But Pete, since you haven't played Fable 1, you may not know the Knight of Blades. Or you probably don't know the Knight of Blades. You no, may I not know, know Jack, Jack of, of Blades. Blades. Yeah, so yeah. Jack, Jack of Blades comes from here, and the Queen of Blades also comes from here. So okay. uh, Jack of Blades, main antagonist in Fable and uh, Fable Lost Chapters. He's, he's the okay. he's the big bad in the first game, essentially. Uh, uh, quick sh- shout out to any of our creative writers who may be listening here. Um, don't call wherever your stuff comes from the void. Uh, if you're starting now, you're way <laughs> past using that. So think of something else. <laughs> it's also like it wasn't void. There was three people there. Yeah, <laughs> you should have called it the place where there's three people and nothing else, right? Like it's not void. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, that's that rolls off the tongue. It's like that's where, <laughs> yeah, that's the source of all magic. Uh, the almost avoid uh that is not the source of all magic we will get to where the source of all magic is uh okay so i have an excerpt for you uh from the tales of Albion. you ready yeah legend has oh wait no oh sorry uh go ahead what were you gonna say okay now go okay now go legend has it that when the world was young albion was a peaceful land full of tranquility and beauty then three came from the void the knight the queen and the jack of blades They coveted Albion and demanded that all men bow down before them. When the people refused, the court burned Albion until the earth turned black and the sky was thick with smoke. Then the court demanded obedience again, only to be refused a second time. This time the court lifted the sea into the sky and flooded the world. A third time the court demanded that men worship them, promising peace and an end to the misery. Those who survived still refused. So the court twisted their minds until brother slew brother, parents abandoned their children, and friend turned against friend. Finally, the people of Albion bowed to the court. They and their descendants toiled to raise monuments to those who came from the void. Okay. So they're chill. They're, they're like pretty cool and chill people. These like the court, you know? Um, again, a yeah. British studio <laughs> uh, making a, uh, a game that's clearly set in like fantasy Britain with some pretty, some pretty strong... Uh, uh, characters based on uh, monarchy figures, right? Yeah, but also it's it's also kind of like because uh, obviously the, the British Isles had been invaded by like the Saxons and the Vikings and a bunch of other like the original inhabitants of the Queen of England. Uh, she's dead. The King of England is German for Christ's sake, right? Like even the guy in charge yeah. isn't isn't a local. So that place has changed hands a few times. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. His mom um, and her cousin, his father, uh, were both German, right? Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, basically, uh, the court shows up, these three figures. They they demand, like, bow down to us, we're your rulers now. And the people are like, nah, fuck that. So they, like, wildfires, you know, the sky turns black with smoke, and they're still like, nah, it's not such a big deal. Then they literally, like, flood entire regions of the continent, and they're still like, no. And then they end up, like, twisting their minds and, like, causing, you know, civil wars, I guess, or just wars between people, like, making people, like, irrationally angry and violent. Yeah, they just introduced soccer. Uh, they were just, like, <laughs> the plagues didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first, they, uh, first they, they, try, they try wildfires, and the people of Britain's like, oh, it's kind of a nice hot summer, honestly. Uh, yeah they, they try flooding it's finally the dry yeah finally, finally flood the place they're like well i guess uh i guess you know we have been pretty hot so it's kind of nice to cool down and then yeah finally finally soccer soccer's what yeah they introduced the football clubs which turns yeah. brother against brother yeah um yeah so not cool guys i guess is, is the important thing um like i said before or 
Jack of Blades is the main antagonist of Fable and Fable of Lost Chapters. Knight of Blades and Queen of Blades both seem to be unseen in the games. You only ever meet Jack of Blades, as far as I know. Um, okay. And we'll get into what happened what happened to them, too. But, uh, I can't even remember the villain of the second game. I think it's it's some like rival count or something who has a time machine or some shit. I, I haven't played in like, over a decade. But, yeah. yeah, so the, the second game features something called the Tattered Spire which I think is like a, an important place that you go. Um, so it might not be a time machine, but it might be something like a wish machine. Uh, but I don't know for sure. I haven't played the games and I didn't look up like the story of the games. I was just kind of going through the prehistory and like to set up the games. So we're going to, we're going to basically stop right when like fable one starts okay, essentially. Yeah. So we're, I remember we're it was cool. You couldn't die in fable two and three, but you'd get knocked out, lose all the experience you were carrying. And then your character would get like a new permanent scar. Because I know, like, oh, your, yeah. your characters would change a lot. Uh, like, obviously, because, like, I would watch Kyle play, and he is little boy with wooden sword, and then angel or demon by the end of it. Like, the, those games were big on the, uh, like, the character transformation, basically. Yeah, I mean, I, I won't say it was the first game to, to implement, like, a morality system, because it definitely wasn't. But, like, p- that was, like, Peter Molyneux's vision for, like, a lot of things, right? Was to make it, like, a real life or make it, like, make it have consequences that, like, last, make your decisions matter was, was kind of his, his methodology with, with video games, yeah. with philosophy. Um, and, like, Fable 1 was the same way, too, for sure. But, like, really lean into that. I mean, uh, we haven't... Uh, I guess we haven't talked about like how the actual games like look, but they're they're RPGs, you know, they're open open-ish world RPGs. I guess kind of linear. Um, where yeah, they're again, like um, they they're like little hub worlds. Like you can't yeah. you can't stray too far from the path because like the there's invisible walls on the forest, if I recall. But like there's side quests and shit like that. It's a yeah, very exactly. it's an it's a an Xbox RPG, right? Like exactly. So. Yeah. So yeah. Um, there's like there's this morality system there there's like you can gain weight or lose weight uh like there's these things called demon doors which i actually didn't touch at all in in this episode so if i ever do another fable episode we'll we'll talk about demon doors and their creation i think um but like the demon doors are essentially like usually you have to solve a riddle or uh you know uh it's like a riddle or a puzzle or like just a, a social interaction or something like that where you have to pass their test and they'll allow you entrance and then there's usually like a treasure behind them essentially right um so like one of them is like oh i only open for i want i really want to see like a really really fat person you just have to go out and just like eat cheeseburgers until you get your character gets like fatter and then you can come back and he'll open for you uh, a lot of them I'm are like, like i'm having all these fucking memories now like fable 2 my uh, my character was a fat guy with a gun <laughs> yeah the guns were introduced <laughs> in fable 2 yeah it was a, a yeah the cl- they, they were pretty neat yeah um yeah and like some of them is like oh you have to shoot the door with a bow and arrow from a certain distance and it's usually like cryptic like riddles that they're giving you for this stuff but not always um right yeah so uh we have jack of blades as the the main antagonist we have uh knight of blades queen of blades uh also just kind of ruling over albion at this point and being like shitty rulers right they're willing to go to those lengths to uh, force people to swear fealty to them. Uh, it probably makes sense that they're not like great rulers. Um, it's a time unknown that this this happens for. Like, it could be could be two days, could be ten years, could be a hundred years. Yeah. could give it give Shitty it. rulers by having people <laughs> swear fealty to them. They didn't like a mysterious black ships didn't arrive from the void and like healthcare and everybody's like no flood us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not paying for it with my taxes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> midwestern Um, accent for everybody in like fake britain yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh so 
Um, they're ruling for a time until one day a boy is born in an unassuming blacksmith's home. This boy, William Black, would turn out to be a pretty important dude. So the first thing recorded in the history books about William is how one day his village came under attack and he single-handedly defended it. That would be impressive enough, but even more remarkable is that he did it all with his mind. So William Black had invented magic. Just, Just we don't out know. of nowhere? Yeah, we don't know how he did it. We don't know why uh, he was given the ability to. Um, okay. In Albion, magic is known as will or willpower, which like great pun i guess that william black invented willpower oh that didn't even occur to me (laughs) i i had to write it i had to write it out so many times in this episode i could not have missed it in the script but uh i don't i i don't know if that was intentional but i'm gonna assume the worst and 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 guess that it was um so there's no consensus it seems on how will works uh it seems so it could be a couple things most people believe that uh, most people in in canon, uh, I should say, believe that it was a trait of his blood that allowed William to control reality in this way, like just a genetic defect, a once off, like he was just he was just born special. Um, okay. There doesn't seem to be like a huge presence of the gods in this world. There's two gods who you meet in the first game, and I think the subsequent games too, uh, called Avo and Scorm. Um. But we'll we'll get into them a bit later. Like magic definitely did not come from the gods, essentially. Okay. Um, he's so, just like I don't. I guess he's kind of just like a Jedi, right? They yeah, the, exactly. The, yeah, he's, he was born with the bugs in his blood, and now he can yeah. control Fan, yeah. fantasy midichlorians, if you will. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it means that every will user, if if it is a, a, a like a defect of his blood, it means that every will user, including like the hero capital H from the games, is is related to. William Black somehow like they, they're a descendant of him somehow because they share some like that genetic trait of his blood right it couldn't spontaneously happen twice I mean what are the chances I, I know yeah <laughs> two gingers in Albion I don't fucking think so <laughs> well all gingers share a common ancestor right yeah <laughs> <laughs> the yes, missing link the ginger with the Habsburg jaw just a, yeah, a missing that's... link just like a hunched over ginger man like freckled with like curly curly orange hair between a couple of monkeys like uh, on like an evolutionary diagram <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're gonna find like they're gonna find like one of those uh like Otzi the Iceman you know like that that caveman yeah. body they found frozen in like in Siberia they're gonna find like a ginger in a peat bog somewhere in Scotland <laughs> Uh, so William was obsessed, as any good hero would be, with unyoking the people of Albion from their cruel masters and was working tirelessly to find a loophole in the legal system that could abolish the monarchy. He was, however, during this time, making a name for himself and drawing some undue attention by, you know, using just his thoughts to manipulate the very fabric of reality, right? Like, that's... Yeah. It's going to garner some attention, especially from these, like, extra planar beings that can control the weather who've come from another dimension to enslave from your france. people from france yeah. the the extra dimensional plane of france <laughs> <laughs> uh so one night william is reading this mysterious tome when he is ripped from his home and brought to the void uh, I couldn't figure out what tome it was that he was reading. Uh, if there might be somebody yelling at their podcast listening device right now saying like, oh, it's definitely this thing. Uh, let us know, I guess, if you know what it is. Um, so he's he's brought to the void. 
On a throne surrounded by ghastly figures sits Jack of Blades, clearly unhappy with, you know, this guy's pending rebellion, usurpation, okay, whatever you want to call it, right? Boy, you're right, magic cunt. You've got to stop. <laughs> Knock it off. Hmm? Come on, William. Sim- we're all just having a we're all just having a bit of a laugh up here. Hmm? No need to be chazzed, mate. Um so Jack you stop ha- manipulating the weather. Simple as. Alright. <laughs> so Jack has this ornate sword he he was known to wield and tries to use its power to enslave William utterly, but just like really biffs it. Like like really bungles it up. <laughs> like a a real boner here, okay? Okay. So all we have is that he lifts his sword and tries to enslave William, and then William gets the sword from Jack while he was trying to enslave the, just the son of a blacksmith, and he escapes the void. So that's, I mean, it is very like, the Tales of Albion is like not a, a prose narrative. Like it's not very okay, descriptive yeah. or anything like that. It's It's very much just like journal entries by like, an omniscient observer if anything or like a historian maybe uh okay so it's literally just like uh jack has this ornate sword which we'll come to know is the sword of aeons uh a very important sword in uh, the first game and i mean the lore of albion in general because it's just like the most it's the most powerful fantasy sword right right jack has it he's like uh again an extra planar frenchman and he he has it and william's just like oh i think i'll be having that hmm I think I'll be taking that. And just, just rips it off him and then leaves. It's like, oh, all right, then. Oh, I'll be off. I better be off then. Uh, thanks. I, yeah, thanks, mate. You really done me a solid with this one. Um, and he, yeah, bring it back. Yeah. Oh, you're back. Uh, oh no, I drop on my Aeon sword. Oh, and you now the Englishman Evit. Oh, you drop it right in front of my feet. You're a right idiot, aren't you, mate? <laughs> um, of course, he's like, like monstrously obese with his like soccer jersey. <laughs> can't cover his gut. Right? Oh, oh, just, oh, just got to bend down, pick it up, then. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, look at you, stupid, stupid fat Englishman. Can't even bend out to pick up my sword of hands, which I dropped on the ground. If it wasn't for my uh, for my government mandated thirty minute break, I'd be picking it up myself. Hmm? <laughs> I'm on my smoke break. There's like so many strikes in the void. <laughs> yeah, this is France. I would love to. I love to think he's got this big fat like. Englishman walking and getting pulled into the void, and like the ghastly figures he describes are just like French women. It's just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jackie, who is it? Oh, don't don't worry, my dear. It's just some stupid man from Albion. <laughs> Mon amour de couteau, qu'est-ce que tu fais? <laughs> uh, so, uh, William gets back to Albion. The sword speaks to him. Cool. Calls itself the Sword of Aeons. Cool. Uh, it tells Willie that it can help him defeat the court and take back, back Albion if only William will enslave his own soul to the sword. So it's basically like, cool, you want to, you know, break your fealty to the court? Swear fealty to me. Swear to me! Uh, the sword's Batman, I guess, in this. The sword's American in this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, we're, we're losing the plot here. We've got, we've got the, ex- the, the external dimension of France. This... Uh, Northern football club man, and now his Batman sword, right? Yeah, and uh, sentient objects, the Americans. Very um, okay. yeah. So 
William takes one for the team, swears fealty to the Sword of Aeons, and they set off to find the court in Albion. Okay. William scales the highest peak in the in the lands, Mount Ruon, and challenges the court to combat. Just generally like gets up there and goes like, yo, let's fucking fight. And I guess they show up. Uh, the Knight of Blades was the first to appear, was quickly defeated by William and the Sword of the Sword of Aeons. He has his blade, doesn't he? He's got yeah, Knight of Blades. Blades was my only weakness. <laughs> yeah. uh, remember remember this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what oh, is he, who, who told him to bring a sword to our sword fight? Uh, <laughs> was it Jackie? Uh, did he tell you to do this? Uh, me, the chevalier. Uh, I don't know how to stop, uh, stop you when you have a sword. Uh, I only brought my cigarettes and a uh, nice uh, toasty French baguette. Yeah, it was probably like it was probably like croissant butter, which is why it like slipped out of his hands <laughs> the original time. This is flaky pastries. I brought it up to the top of the mountain to let the butter soften a little before I enjoy it with my, my nice glass of morning wine. You understand? <laughs> what do you do with that sword? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously the uh, the Knight of Blades only works from like eleven to three, and that's yeah. it. <laughs> uh, so next is Jack of Blades to appear. Uh, his body is broken and his soul is cast back into the void where it could not reform, at least not at first. There's like a great line from the uh, from the Tales of Albion, which is like, and no one knows like, you know, what happened to his body if he was ever truly killed. Um, but this was po- like put up like years after Fable 1 came out. So we know that for sure, for sure not. He does come back. He's the main antagonist of the first game. And, and no one knows if he was the final boss further in history. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not. Uh, finally the queen of blades appeared the greatest power of the court and their battle raged for weeks where it would reshape the topography of albion it levels mountains carves new valleys where the blows are landing basically so this is like the real like anime final final fight which spans three episodes essentially right Uh, okay yeah it's the it's the episode of one punch man where um will is 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 like cratered into the moon and jumps back to earth with the sword of aeons right yeah, exactly. It's it's if if this is DBZ, then um, William is Frieza, and and William's like just wrecking house, uh, and like he kills Piccolo, you know, and then he takes Vegeta and just like throws him off the planet. All this time, Goku's charging his spirit bomb, right? Okay. Uh, uses the spirit bomb, destroy like reshapes the topography of Piccolo's homeworld by Namek, I think it is, uh, by completely destroying it. Uh, somebody's gonna tweet at me that that was fucking wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen the show. I, uh, I can't. Uh, I, I can't back you up on this one. Okay. Well, the listeners at home love that metaphor. So, uh, so in the end, William does manage to strike down the Queen of Blades, which is the difference here. Frieza does win, uh, and the people would recognize him as their king. So they're like, yeah, yeah, he got rid of he got rid of the monarchy. Let's have him as king. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like their prime ministers right now. They've had like three this year. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so another quote uh, for, no from, confidence against the magic man <laughs> yeah <laughs> he invented magic don't you know isn't that good enough for the common man Oi, he keeps using his power over reality to change the laws <laughs> does he I don't remember that uh, <laughs> cabinet parliament just him yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, so another quote from Tales of Albion once he had vanquished the court the archon set his mind to unifying Albion into a great kingdom his powers of will were so great that it seemed the world reshaped itself in accordance with his wishes. Cities were built in a week's time, and marvelous machines were constructed that ran on will alone. 
Through a thousand years of peace, Albion reigned as the greatest center of commerce and philosophy the world had ever known. But without an enemy to vanquish, the Archon's children grew petty and cruel. They called themselves heroes and used their powers of will to terrorize the people. A younger Archon might have stopped them, but his battle with the Queen and his time in the Void had infected his body and mind with a wasting illness. Faced with this decay, William wrapped his body in golden mail and a royal blue cloak before vanishing. Thus began the corruption of the kingdom. But more on that after the break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. In the wars that followed the first Archon, William Black's disappearance, it's estimated that 75% of people died in Albion, either slain in battle or from disease or starvation. So not going great for his descendants. Um, yeah. The last thing the king said is, I will usher in a new era of peace, and everyone I know is dead. Then he, he wrapped himself in his best clothes and just like vanished. While his children, who called themselves heroes, that's a capital H heroes, because uh, yeah. in the games you play as uh, as the hero, in each of the games you play as the hero of different different things. I think it's the hero of Oakvale is the first one. Uh, it's the hero of Oak something in the first one anyway, and then subsequent games uh, you also play as like this specific hero, I guess. You're a king in the third one, I know that. Like the morality in that one is like tax law and 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 shit like that again i haven't played it in decades the second one i can't remember who you play you're just for me i was just some guy if i recall but also you like it says like a hero's college or something right that you like always, always start at yeah there's always a hero's guild uh which you start okay. at. we'll get into the who who founds the hero's guild uh in a little bit um but now we're talking about uh the what what comes to be known as the old kingdom and uh, it, it's kind of run by William Black's children over the years. So okay. his, his children were not as magnanimous as he was. They ruled with a revolving door policy for years, just bringing like fresh coups and unending tyranny to the subjects. Um, okay, I thought you meant it's just like, oh yeah, no, they'll like they'll leave the heroes guild and all become lobbyists, basically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, they they all they all like. There's no Heroes Guild yet, so they all just, like, okay. they take turns at, at being ruler, and just, like, whoever's the most powerful and nastiest kind of uh, kind of takes over. Um, Are they immortal? Do you know? Yeah, it seems like generally they're much longer lived. As far as immortal, I, I it's hard to tell. So, like, William Black was infected with something called the Corruption, which, which kill, it's this uh, 
you know, the wasting illness that, that the uh, excerpt described him having. Um, yeah. And it was, it was afflicting him, but it, it, it didn't kill him. He did just kind of like vanish to where he went. We don't know. Um, right. Yeah. But he like, maybe he just like, I went, I went out back and I died, you know? Uh, yeah. Ma- maybe. He had like a scratch on his foot and then accidentally got a drop of water from like the Thames river in there. And then he's just <laughs> like, Oh, <laughs> you know, he has a degenerative disease where he has to like, travel multiple dimensions to try and cure his typhoid exactly exactly uh so a neat bit a neat tidbit excuse me i found in the tales of albion is that um the personal guards to the archons essentially like the the royal the royal guard the royal military or whatever like the the protectors of the archons which are the people who rule albion they they get the title like william didn't take the title of king he took the title of archon which is like an ancient greek title um these... Uh, which is also Albion. That's a Greek word. It's what they like called yeah. it. Uh, if, if I read the Wikipedia paragraph properly, there you go. Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. Uh, so these these people, the royal guards, they're encased in armor from birth. So there's like there's no no skin to skin with mommy. It's skin to baby plate mail essentially. <laughs> That's <laughs> kind of cool. That's like a 40k lore. To yeah, there. That, exactly. I thought it was. I thought it was an interesting little bit. I don't know how they choose the baby. Like they got like you got. 10 seconds like there's just one guy who's really good at spotting talent you know one one really good like recruiter who's just like uh yeah take that one take that one there yeah uh, him yeah. <laughs> no cleft lip i don't think so not my royal guard <laughs> <laughs> yeah you wouldn't be able to tell he's, he's encased in armor right <laughs> and like what is it like a fucking beetle then did, like did the children like shed their armor and like I don't know. I don't. I don't remember like the royal guard being an enemy or anything in the first one, and like I couldn't yeah. find anything about them specifically. The royal guard as like an enemy or anything like that. It does seem to be like the royal guards to the archons in this old kingdom. So this does just seem to be, near as I could tell, in the you know the admittedly limited research that we do for the show, uh, does seem to just be like a one-off little bit of lore. You know, that's just like yeah, these these things are just encased in armor from birth. Like cool, very I cool. Guess. Lore boys canon. Uh, they. <laughs> They are treated like beetles, so I guess like the the puberty VHS that they yeah. watch at school is just like you'll notice your armor is changing. Or like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's about this. It's about this time you'll be entering into the pupate stage. <laughs> Don't be surprised <laughs> for, for no purpose whatsoever. They have a, they have a pupa. They have like a cocoon stage. Yeah. <laughs> they, put, they put like horny teenagers in. Yeah, <clears throat> dear God, it's me, Margaret the Beetle. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh so these archon you know secret police or whatever they they enforce harsh rules with unyielding devotion no citizens out past nightfall all citizens are expect, expected to muster when told uh the oppo- opposing the archon's decrees is a crime punishable by death of you and your family so like don't don't fucking break the law in the old kingdom basically um, yeah there's like some that, that's a real thing that happened in some real place where it's just like knowing someone who was uh i think like a malcontent would get them and and your family killed for some reason I, I think in i think in north korea famously there's like generational punishments where it's like you'll get you'll get ordered like it's that sentence yeah. and it'll be like you your kids and if your kids have any children their kids like three generations will just like spend their lives or, in prison not a malcontent a dissident sorry I, was, I had the wrong thing there sure i mean a malcontent malcontent is a, a gateway drug to dissidents right <laughs> <laughs> I want, that, I want that on a t-shirt that's great <laughs> new merch by the way new store it's up it's faster yeah. now <laughs> yeah check out the link in this episode because i i fixed the last 10 or so so those should all be good um so yeah this is the old kingdom 
it's generally a bad time for your regular old Dick and Jane just trying to make it as cabbage farmers. But eventually, there there's this ruling archon, ruling archon at the time, one of William's descendants, who orders a massive spire be built. He would use this as a focus for Will, capital W, uh, but not the name Will Black, just willpower, magic. Uh, he creates the, he orders the spire be created, which can focus magic. Just after it's completed, the sky is filled with blinding light and all of Albion shakes. The explosion of the tower leveled the surrounding city and all of its inhabitants and the old oh, kingdom geez. in an instant overnight just lay in ruins. So no one is left alive in the old kingdom, in the, like the capital city where it stood anyway. Uh, there's just people who lived in like these outlying towns who survived it. And a lot of them didn't survive it either uh, because there was just like earthquakes across the land. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, I was just imagining a guy in like his vegetable garden and it, like an earthquake it, the classic like cartoon crack like rips the ground asunder but it's like in his like root garden so you've got all these <laughs> potatoes just like falling down into this chasm like falling I'm straight ruined. out of the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> uh I mean we'll get to it but that's going to be a it's going to become a real problem for people pretty soon. So the earthquakes the, and the uh blinding flash of light and the uh destruction of food and and starvation. Ah. Uh, as an issue. Uh, before we get there, though, uh, we'll talk a bit about the tower. So I mentioned it earlier. It's a pretty notable location in Fable 2. It is known as the Tattered Spire. It was created so that its ability to focus will in such concentrated doses means someone using it will be essentially granted a wish, like a, a no no limitations wish. So oh, yeah, that's the end of Fable 2, because a uh, bad guy shoots your dog and... Uh, yeah. you're a psychopath if you don't choose the wish to bring your dog back to life at the end because you get like <laughs> it's got like the whatever the I don't know if it's a binary choice or like the Mass Effect color coded choice yeah, where yeah. you have like yeah good bad synthesis or whatever um, where you can fuse with your fuse all life with your dog I guess would be the end of that <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah obviously I wish for my dog to be brought back to life I remember that dog was like like up there with good video game dogs and I you were talking about how shitty Fallout 4 is. Dog meat in that game, not a great video game dog. Uh, animated no. like a wind-up toy, because Bethesda's animations are fucking bad. <laughs> um, but the Fable 2 dog, very good. Very good boy. Yeah. Um, so I, I mentioned it before. I haven't played Fable 2, but I, like you mentioned him having a time machine. This is what I was saying. Like, oh, maybe it was this that you were thinking of that he had, this access to the Spire. But it's also possible he had it. Uh, maybe the he climax is in the Spire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I knew it was in the game and I knew it was an important location in the game. So, so I know what you're thinking like, Hey, you, you can, you can wish for your dog to come back. What did that, what did this fucking guy wish for? Right. That blew, it blew up everything. I so, probably wasn't, uh, Hey, I wish the sun would explode. Yeah. I can't imagine. <laughs> you, I can't imagine that was it. I, I wish France would explode. Fine. Fine. But you it know, like the, the, the finger on the monkey's paw curls down, but, yeah. um, the explosion was so huge it destroyed the shires of England. Of course, that that'd be the the ironic punishment. <laughs> yeah. uh, so yeah. some some people think that the Archon's last wish was the destruction of the old kingdom, a noble wish to end the corrupt kingdom so that a new, pure one could be made in its place. The fly in the ointment here is that it was the Archons who fucking made it that way. Killing a whole bunch of innocents in an explosion of your own hubris is not a great foundation for a fair and thriving society. And if that's what he had actually wanted, he could have just like, I don't know, policy change, like start there and then go, then yeah. go to like wishing it all to dust. 
Um, so yeah, it, it turns out that was a lie. We know canon that it is a lie from the game Fable colon The Journey, which I saw this when I was looking up Fable. I saw this cover art and I thought it was like a, a knockoff game. Well, I was like, oh, I've never they, heard of this. They must not have been able to copyright the word fable for their like games. So like just calling it Fable the Journey, like Magic the Gathering uh, must be must have been a way around that. But no, it's a canon game. It is uh, exclusively for the Microsoft Connect. It's, okay, uh, that's why I don't know what you're talking about. This looks <laughs> terrible. I mean, it is a Microsoft oh. Connect, no controller needed experience. Okay, so that tells you all you should need to know about it. Um, but it is it is a canon fable game. So in that, we learn that uh, in focusing all that willpower, the spire had opened a fissure between Albion and the Void, where the corruption, that terrible force which uh, would infect William Black, lived. French, yeah. The the corruption. So that the just I guess the the genesis of being French is what's what's seeping out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's seeping into Albion. Uh, and three powerful heroes join forces to stop it, which causes the explosion and destruction of the old kingdom. So, like, he yeah, had created like, this good healthcare and proper taxation, and like good <laughs> strong unions cause England to sink into the ocean. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, I don't know anything about the politics of France now, but I've always thought of it as more liberal than England, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know anything about the politics of France now either, really. Yeah, I I know they like to strike, and that's generally a good thing because it's like that kind of like power for the workers right so yeah so yeah i mean the the point here is that it wasn't a, a noble wish by the king it was these three heroes who realized there was a problem went to stop it and caused an explosion to shut the rift essentially uh which ended yeah. up destroying the old kingdom so it's actually the heroes's fault uh after the fall of the old kingdom there's this period of isolation uh small communities just taking care of themselves not worrying about installing egomaniacs to rule over everyone and make decisions for people so out of touch with themselves that they couldn't imagine a day in their shoes nothing like that just stiff people yeah getting back it's to even small... one off about the fucking class divide again <laughs> just hey they wrote about it man this is not me this is not me uh that was actually a quote from the tales of uh tales of albion no uh, obviously not um <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 definitely not all roses and sunshine. This is not painted as like a, a nice time. Uh, this tribalism just leads to more wars spurred on by what we mentioned before, a lack of food, livestock, fresh water, all this stuff that got impacted by these like massive earthquakes, this massive explosion, all this other stuff. Um, so survivors in these days would often pour over the old kingdom in search of relics they could trade for necessities, though eventually the forests of Albion slowly reclaim like the old kingdom which i, I call the old kingdom it's really like a, a big city that we're kind of referring to here and i assume it's a location in one or two of the games where you can like visit the old kingdom or like it's like a, the ruins area uh I don't you're know like the sure. king in the third one maybe you're, maybe they rebuilt like that because it sank into the swamp and, and then that one sank into the swamp like maybe they just rebuilt on top of the old kingdom yeah maybe like the like the guy who keeps building castles in monty python exactly um, <laughs> yeah, so um, four centuries prior to the events of the original fable, there was a trader who uncovered two sites where will energy seemed to be particularly strong. Okay? Okay. One site seemed to heal people who visited it, while the other inflicted pain and granted visions of bloodshed. The trader, like any good entrepreneur, decided he would open opposing temples... And charge oh, tithes trader. to both. Excuse me. I thought you, the traitor is oh, no, what no, you were a saying. Oh, no, no, a trader. Like yeah, a, okay. Like a okay, merchant. Yeah. 
So the merchant decides he's going to open opposing temples and charge tithes to both. Eventually, people begin to think of Avo and Scorm as real deities. Though in the Lost Chapters, the Oracle of Snowspire proclaims them to be nothing but false idols. So remember how before I said, like, it's definitely not from the gods that magic comes from because some guy just made up God, one, made up both gods one day and was just like, yeah, I, I can get you into heaven. No problem. Just uh, just give me a give me a, a farthing, you know, or he's sure, like the OG I, I can... QAnon, right? He's yeah. just like a 4chan shit poster. And then th- two and a half years later, you've got people breaking into the Capitol yeah. building, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, so these are probably the church. These pro- churches are probably in Fable Two and Three. Uh, they're definitely in Fable One. Uh, one the Church of Scorum is in the swamp. I don't remember the ch- Church of Avo is. Um, but you basically like if you're going for the like the max evil build or the max good build, you go to like the other temple and you just kill acolytes. Like you farm them for like uh, okay. evil because you gain like a ton of extra evil points or or good points yeah. depending on who you're killing. Uh, you and you get just like arm priests for for yeah. rep xp basically well and you once you get max rep xp and you go to like the appropriate church then they'll give you like a special weapon i think you get like a special sword for scorm i don't remember what you get for evo uh this okay. is the period of my life where i was very into playing the evil side of, of video game characters and i can't i can't stomach it anymore i get i get too like oh i never but, i was never that i like i guess like the the thing that i spent the most time on that had any kind of rep score was Mass Effect. And I was always Paragon, except I would always punch the journalist. Because it's fucking hilarious. Because <laughs> you got it. They're a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, so, so this time in, in, in our history is known as the Fallow Wars. Uh, the population dwindled to the brink of extinction as petty squabbles continued to take lives and no foothold for civilization could take hold. That is until a man named Nostro arrives from the east. So this guy Nostro, once upon a time, had been but but a simple bandit. Uh, he was driven by an ambition to make a name for himself and leave his mark on the world. He came to Albion, hoping that the anarchy here would allow him to do just that and kind of make something of himself more than, I, I don't want to be a bandit. No son of mine is going to be a king. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's easy to steal from people if they're constantly at war, right? Yeah. Uh, so despite being a bandit, He had a pretty good moral compass, but he would only meet his full potential when he met a man named Scythe. Like, uh, like what one would use to harvest a field before letting it lie fallow. Uh, okay. Yeah. So Nostro and Scythe, I just put that together. Uh, I don't know if it's, I don't know if that was intentional or just completely arbitrary, but, um, anyway, Nostro and Scythe are a bunch of agricultural puns just like in the world for some reason. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So and then like Nostro, right? Then we just get like Nostro. Yeah. Did you yeah. Nostro your did you Nostro your turnips today? Hmm? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Nostro and Scythe are both present in the original fable, though Scythe seems to be considerably more alive than nice Nostro. So I have another excerpt for you here. Scythe was a wraith of a man, wizened and stern. He carried an ornate sword and shrouded himself in a tattered blue clo- cloak that had tarnished golden armor. He seemingly appeared out of nowhere and took a profound interest in Nostro. Scythe saw in Nostro something more than a mere bandit. He sensed that Nostro unknowingly possessed the power that all the Archon's descendants shared. Scythe hatched a plan. If he could properly guide Nostro, this bandit could achieve great things. He might even unite Albion and undo the damage done by the first Archon and his children. And so Scythe began to teach Nostro how to be a leader of men. And Peter, I figure you caught the thing there. 
Yeah. Uh, he's obviously Will, and also, like, Paul Atreides from Dune, because I think that happens too, right? <laughs> uh, Paul Atreides... Dot, Paul's or, the main guy, hiding. right? He does go into hiding, yeah. Yeah, and doesn't he come back as, like, this mysterious god emperor or something? I haven't read oh, it. He I does, just had yeah. the entire thing broken down for me. Yeah. He does, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, I don't think I guess because you, you just fo- you follow him through the story so it's like it's never like a surprise to you that Paul Atreides like is suddenly back because you you go off with him with the jihadists and the, you know yeah of course yeah um so yeah it's it's never confirmed I, I, anywhere but like the the leading theory is that Scythe is William Black uh and for the listeners at home who may not have caught it it's the tattered blue cloak hiding tarnished golden armor because that's what said yeah. William disappeared in essentially, uh, and you can meet Scythe in Fable of the Lost Chapters. He's a he's a character. He's a, a bit of a ghoulish person, but he's still alive, still kicking. Uh, does not have it. Does say um, ornate sword. He may have had the sort of aeons at this point in history, but he does not have it when you meet him in game because you you get the sort of aeons at the end of Fable One, or you can if you if you go the evil route, you get the sort of aeons. Uh, basically, you're like trying to find your sister the entire game. Teresa, uh, I think is Teresa. Right? Yeah, she's like a mystic. Um, yeah. You end up you end up finding her at the end of the game, but Jack of Blades kind of has her and says like, if you kill your sister, or I think it's the sword itself is like, if you kill your sister, you can keep me, but if you're not willing to, then you don't. So the the good ending is you free your sister. And the bad ending is uh, you kill your sister and you get the best sword in the game. Yeah. Uh, so and if you want to min max, you don't want to use your sister as a weapon. She's not nearly as good. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, it's just she's pretty good. It's just like blunt damage. There's not a lot of enemies that have vulnerabilities to it, whereas the yeah, slashing yeah. damage is a lot more enemies that are vulnerable. Swinging your sister is very good against skeletons. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're, they they definitely take bonus damage from swinging your sister. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, following Scythe's instructions, Nostro gets to work making Albion great again. First, oh, okay. he gathers powerful men and women from across the land and founds a guild where they could train to become heroes. At the same time. Uh, Scythe was training Nostro in the ways of Will. So he founds the uh, Heroes Guild. He's like the guy who started it all. Uh, then uh, Scythe is training Nostro in the ways of the Will, but uh, we still kind of have this like tribalism, like all the villages just kind of like fending for themselves throughout Albion. So um, Nostro, you know, does what any good unifier would do, gathers an army, delivers peace by force, and, and okay, cool. con- conquers Albion. Right. Yeah, because obviously the British could never figure out trade. Right. That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> just just general diplomacy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so with the Heroes Guild shaping up nicely, Nostro also commissioned the Witchwood Arena as a way for anyone to settle disputes in public. That is, uh, in the first game, it's like the arena. Like you have to beat it to progress, and that's like I think the first time you see Jack of Blades is he like when you finally beat the arena for like the last fight, he like shows up in the audience and is just watching you fight essentially. Um, Isn't it like a giant guy at the end of that? You have to fight like a big bruiser dude. I think I've watched people do that fight. The yeah, arena it, at least it, it's a classic like arena from any video game. Like the same as the arena in Oblivion. I think it's just like it's all back to back. You don't necessarily like you don't go do other quests you know, go explore an elven rune in between fights. I think you just have to beat them all back to back, essentially. Well, yeah, because the arena in Oblivion, you've got uh, whatever the vampire orc, right? The pale kid or whatever his name is. Uh, pale orc. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, in in uh, Fable, it's like the uh, it's the infinite EXP grind, the the arena, because you, you basically ah, okay. just, you beat all the enemies until the last one, and then you, you 
die and i if i recall correctly you don't lose like you don't lose as much experience as you gained so you can just like okay. you can just keep doing that and keep getting experience and then uh i don't think you get gold but i think you can infinite experience or maybe i'm remembering that backwards maybe you can get infinite gold but not experience um yeah there's something like that we're just trying to dredge up memories from 2002 right I know, now it's, been, it's like... been 16 years since i played the game cut me some slack um <laughs> it's been most of my life since i played the game uh yeah exactly yeah <laughs> i'm closer to dying than i am to the last time i played <laughs> like much much closer uh <laughs> so he creates the witchwood arena just a little lore drop for people who uh want it he also created a he also had a sword created based on legends of the sword of aeons which makes me think that scythe at this point does not have the sword of aeons uh, and it, I didn't follow what maybe it's it's known what happened to the sort of aeons, but I didn't, I didn't look into it too much. But the fact that he, his pupil is like, oh, I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a sword based on the sword of aeons. And when Black's like, oh, you all, oh, you all, is you? Hmm? Oh, I don't know <laughs> nothing about that. Hmm? Uh, um, no, I'm gonna do it. I remember what it looked like. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he calls it the. Him too is of- a big fat British guy. He just sounds like that. Yeah. Uh, he calls his sword. He the loves Tears Batman. Of- <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, well, oh, we just want weird look. He's got little pointy ears and a mask that he wears. He's a vigilante at night. You said this was a sword, didn't you? <laughs> is a cowl like, like over the cross guard? Is that what it just like hangs? Over? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> uh, it's like the hilt. The yeah, the hilt guard is a uh, like a utility belt. It's got like a grappling hook and like shark repellent. Anti shark spray. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. <Jinx>. <laughs> the, <laughs> the only Batman Peter and I know. The one from fucking 1968 or whatever. <laughs> Uh, so yeah he has this sword commissioned based on the sword of aeons which just like his historical like retellings of what the sword of aeons might have looked like he calls it oh it's like an oc do not steal sword basically yeah exactly it's from his it's from his favorite it's a slash fic yeah it's a slash oh ah, hey there's a good one he he calls it the uh the tears of avo or the tears of avo which is uh in fable the lost chapters so if you beat fable one and you get to the the you do the good ending and you spare Teresa, you don't get the sword of Aeons. If you get the DLC, you can get this sword called the Tears of Avo if you complete this quest line after sparing your sister, which is like an equivalently just good sword that's not the sword of Aeons, basically. Did Fable come packaged with the crystal Xbox? The the white one? Or I like don't a transparent know. plastic one? I didn't I didn't have a transparent plastic Xbox, so I I don't know. There was a like fable platinum collection at some point but i i had the i had the big black brick that was my xbox right yeah um so despite scythe's teaching nostro was falling under the sway of a real gamer moment uh he's he's being uh seduced by a woman named magdalena this courtesan um the arena becomes nothing more than a blood sport arena uh, you know, where it was once supposed to be like, it's, it's court. I don't know. Take it seriously. Now it's now it's just like a straight up arena, which it is that whenever you get there. Um, the Heroes Guild is flooded by ruthless mercenaries just looking to become stronger bullies, essentially. And they're kind of just like welcomed with open arms. Um, war breaks out. No background checks at the fucking hero no. at the Hero yeah. Academy. <laughs> I'm telling you, you don't get a gun until you tell me your name. 
Yeah, I was gonna uh, say it's just the cops, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> fucking anybody. So you got a high school diploma. It's like, but actually, he just like stole it from somebody he murdered on the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, give me that point, Dexter. Oh, that's my diploma. I worked hard on that. <laughs> and then you get the little square hat. You have to steal yeah. the hat with the tassel yeah, on it yeah, exactly. and his diploma. Yeah. yeah. Hey, keep the tassel. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being accosted by brigands and all they take is your graduation robe and your diploma? <laughs> oh, my robe. Yeah, and it's like obviously because the kid's graduating is seventeen. This this thief who's like thirty five with scars all over him yeah, is yeah. just like could barely fit into it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's that D- degree in astrophysics? Don't mind if I do. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so oh, war- women's studies—that's an easy pick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I'll have me a bit of botany tonight. Mm? <laughs> yeah it's just a bunch of like the because obviously the art majors are the easiest guys to beat up <laughs> yeah like, take the, art major take, and science snap majors, the easel yeah. on your knee <laughs> yeah yeah art major and science majors for sure the, the easiest to bully yeah um so war breaks out on nostro's watch this is a, a holy war between the churches of avo and scorm uh while the outcome is unknown both churches are still around in the games so i guess they just settled um Eventually, Nostro had isolated himself too far from the people who were once close to him, so uh, the people that he once trusted. Uh, Scythe, seeing his old student being corrupted by the new power he he wielded, leaves Nostro's side. He's like, "Okay, you're not you're not listening to me anymore. You're you know turn your yeah bloodsport arenas in the land, and you you have this heroes guild which is just completely corrupt." Um, in the games this is the too. Second fucking time he's done this though. He abandoned his kids just, when they got corrupted yeah. by the will. Now he's, ban- he's abandoning his great 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 grandkid, right? Yeah, exactly. All, all will will users have his blood in him, so he's just like, uh, I don't know. Parenting's hard. I yeah. I think I quit. Honestly, I'll try and be a dad in a couple other generations and see yeah, what yeah. happens there. Exactly, which he kind of does. Like again, when you play the lost chapters, you do meet him and he does give you some guidance. So and you are again okay. technically his progeny to to some generation right um but he sees he sees this kind of happening and it's like oh yeah you know the problem is you're not listening to the people you can really trust like me so i'm gonna leave okay because i'm not gonna try and get through to you instead i'm I'm just gonna go this is yeah you you had your chance to to listen to me and this is the last conversation we're having about you not listening to me and now you'll never hear get any more advice from me ever again yeah very helpful Uh, so it's poison slipped into his food which would eventually kill nostro Easily administered, as there was no one left to trust in his home, his followers and even his wife had long since abandoned him, and on his deathbed, Nostro calls out for Scythe. Uh, So his old friend acquiesces after all this time, sits vigil with the dying king, doing his best to comfort him. By the dawn, Nostro had died, and he would be buried in Litchfield Graveyard, where his spirit would linger, discontent with his ignoble death and legacy. Uh, and Peter, for you, this is again, podcast listeners at home are, are yelling at their listening device. Um, this is a quest in the in the first game to get through Litchfield Graveyard. You have to go uh, on a like fetch quest for Nostro to retrieve like his helm and his armor and his leggings and his boots. And you have to place them all back at his grave. Uh, okay. And then he'll, he'll let you get through the graveyard, essentially. You have to fight him? Is he like a is he a spooky boss? I don't I don't recall fighting him, no. I think you just have to retrieve his stuff okay. for him. Because he's not a bad guy. And he, I I think especially after death, uh he's like he's unhappy that his legacy kinda ended the way that it did and he wasn't like a yeah. better ruler in the end. Um many years after his death and after the founding of the Heroes Guild by Nostro, uh, a famous heroine known as Scarlet Robe would get married to a humble woodsman who once nursed her back to health. 
The couple would have two children, first a daughter named Teresa, then a son known as the hero of Oakvale. And that's okay, the yeah. and that's Teresa the start of the protagonist. Yeah, that's the the first uh, the first fable game, uh, or the start of anyway. Um, so that's the prehistory of fable. Uh, it's not everything. I could probably do another fable episode if people are are still thirsty for it. Like I said, I didn't, didn't touch demon doors. I didn't touch a lot of like the world building stuff in the fable games, which is pretty cool. What's a hub? Why why is he such a cute little cute little fat guy? Huh? Who's these cute little fat goblins that we got? Um, it's a Balverine. What is a Balverine? Why did why did seven of them attack Scarlet Robe? You know, uh, if you guys want to hear that, send us an email. Contact at loreboys.com or loreboyspodcast at gmail.com. Get on the Discord. There are uh, links in the description of this episode. As my wife fetches a cat off of the Christmas tree behind <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, we also have new merch on the store. Uh, we have an easier merch store again. Tea, it's Teespring. We're back on now, right? uh t public t public we're back on t public um so check it out uh if you guys have designs from some of pete's original artwork that you guys want to see printed on a mug or a poster or a hat uh let us know a uh, good way to do that is by email or, or or by discord and it's super simple for pete to just upload them uh yeah or- if you want to pitch ideas too um not to n- not not to talk shit. We did have a merch provider for a while where the upload process took longer than the actual drawing of the image, which is why the merch stopped being updated after the first time I did it, because yeah. um, it was literally impossible. But now, That's if you terrible. have ideas of some goofy thing that you want to see on a shirt or a mask or a hat or whatever, just let us know in the Discord or via email. I know we've had a couple. There's like the the steak and cheese sandwich I saw is still there, and like all these other like bizarre things. And our most recent we did I did launch the store with one new item, which is the biblically accurate goth girlfriend which was an ethan goof that wasn't on air but i thought was hilarious so that's available now is that not on air wow okay no Uh, i don't think it was on air i I remember being disappointed that it was just you and i talking shit and it's like fuck no one's ever gonna hear that me and jamie just goofing and i i bust out the biblically accurate goth big titty goth girlfriend and well yeah uh, you were just you were just like this interlocking wheel of thighs and i was like (laughs) be not aroused so that's the shirt now like that's it so that that shirt's available in the store there's a link in the description below check it out if you guys are interested um pete has been working on some comic stuff i know there's always instagram stuff going on what's what's going on in the world of pete these days yeah, uh, Lorebox Podcast on Instagram. Um, I have been doing a lot of comic work uh, now that a couple of the things that were kind of weighing on me are all taken care of at this point. So I've been making a lot of progress there. Still shooting to finish the line work for March with a soft target of Montreal Comic Con, um, which is kind of when we want to launch it. But of course, that's kind of fluid there. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, and then the other thing is, yeah, merch uh, is merch is up and is easy again. So if you have an idea or you want to see something, I have like 90% of the photoshopped uh, files. So if it's something you like, it's probably available unless it's got a Nintendo reference in it because they nuked our most popular product <laughs> and that's never coming back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuckers. Um, but we did sell some of them. I, I think I think a few people have like the sticker on their PCs or whatever. Like some people have like the, the, the sticker of the, the shirt. So like the there's su- a few the people there with like straight up Nintendo though. contraband out in the wild. Yeah, it's crazy. Exactly. Which you, you should be proud of, honestly. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Best way to get in touch with, like like I was saying before, is the Discord. There's a link in the description below. That should take you right to the server. 
If you guys want to support the show financially, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash theloreboys, where uh, you'll get access to loser titles. You'll get access sometimes to pizza art ideas. You'll get access to the script sometimes. You'll get access to the bonus content every single week released on Thursdays. So check that out, uh, yeah. patreon.com slash theloreboys. We have a couple different tiers there uh, with different different perks for each one. Uh, and finally, if you guys don't trust uh, Lord Boys Prime, we do, of course, have uh, Lord Boys Prime. Uh, even though you don't trust it, because I just asked you if you trust it, um, then we do have uh, Patreon, of course. No, uh, <laughs> we do have Lord Boys Prime. <laughs> where um, Pete and I, well, I mean, I first noticed this uh, amazing quality of the land around me. It seems to have this like amazing healing property, uh, which everyone who seems to visit you know, my plot of land seems to be healed in some way, seems to feel really good. Uh, and Pete has, I don't know, he's got some stupid bullshit piece of land that uh, he thinks has some kind of property. It turns out everybody makes it pretty French. It's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, I don't think you should, I think you should come be healed, not go be French, because that's the opposite of healing. Um, I'm just saying bilingual would be pretty sick. Or if you already speak Spanish or some other thing, some third language, <laughs> you yeah. can also speak English, <laughs> French, and Spanish are so. the three genders, right? Like that's it. <laughs> some, I don't um, know, some, I don't know, a hypothetical fantasy third language. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like it, Italian, <laughs> um, yeah, you can uh, come and I think I think you should come and be French and wear a little beret and complain about the I don't know that strike. I, I, I think, I think should, that's, I'll take something. I think you guys should come get healed. Now there is the occasional pretty intense hallucinations of bloodlust and carnage, but I mean we'll heal you right after, so we'll kind of heal the mental scars from that, you know. So uh, just bring your tithes down to down to my place uh, and we'll heal you up, or go to Pete's place. Bring my tithes down to my place. I'll teach you how to speak French. Yeah, and I can heal you after you're French. And I, I have pairs. <laughs> I think that would cost you a lore boys. Lore boys. Out. Salt sea. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.